Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. And, like, you can't win a damn war against... You can't win a damn war against a beaver. Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, I'm the better sister, and I was born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Whatever you gotta tell yourself, I don't care. <laughs> Go for it. Guys, Jenny's on vacay. Uh, it's, it's vacation light. I'm with some friends, I'm just west of... Um, Kingston, Woodstock. New York. Mm-hmm. No, I'm between Woodstock and Kingston. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we just got a bare Airbnb and we're working like during the day remotely, and then like hanging out and doing fun stuff. During Partying the night up in the, the woods weekend. in the sub-zero temperatures. At well, night. we didn't expect it to be. I think it was six degrees this morning, mm-hmm. and there's like a foot of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Jenny, last night I got the two o'clock shake. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Oh no. My stomach really hurts. I don't want to be alone. So I was up from 2 to like 4.30. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't want to be alone. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I just thought this part of my life was over. I know, right? (laughs) Guess it's never over. So she got to sleep in and didn't have to go to school. And I'm at work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Any news updates, Jenny? No. No. Okay. No Gen X news, nothing happening. Literally nothing happened. I mean, we had the snowstorm. That was a big ordeal. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have that, did you? Did you no, it missed snow? us. Yeah. It missed us. People are so mean to weather people. Do you notice this? Because like, they, they don't have to ever be right about their job. <laughs> like, they don't ever I mean, have to be correct. It's the fucking weather. It's unpredictable. Like, here's the thing is, I don't know why there's weathermen, like... Yeah. I mean, I love weathermen, don't get me wrong. But, like, it's almost just like they're, like, emceeing an event that they have no control over. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, it's going to snow. And, like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, you might get three inches of snow. You might get 27. We don't know. My favorite is when they would tie Anderson Cooper to the poles, remember? <laughs> they would tether him out in the middle of the eye of a hurricane. <laughs> I bet he misses that, too. Oh, I'm sure he does. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Jenny. So we'll move on here. Today we're we're starting season seven. Season seven, yeah. And I have um this is season seven, episode one, Laura Ingalls Wilder. 
And go Part ahead and one. read your description, and oh, then I have some details here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not ready, so let me give my details. <laughs> so it aired September 23rd, 1980, and just an age check, Melissa Gilbert is 16, Dean Butler is 24. Oh, man. I, just... <laughs> I was hoping she was magically 19. She's not going to catch up to him. What do you think is going to happen? No. <laughs> Almanzo is eager to begin building a home for himself and his fiancée, Laura, on a piece of land that he recently recently purchased. He hires a friend, Harve Miller, to assist him with his crop and help take care of Eliza Jane's house. Eliza Jane develops a fondness for Harve. Feelings might not be mutual. Meanwhile, Laura is offered a teaching job at a faraway school. Jenny, did you get triggered when you saw James Cromwell? Why? Don't you remember? Wasn't he... Oh, this is kind of a spoiler alert on a 15-year-old show. Wasn't he Ruth's love interest in Six Feet Under in the last oh. season? And he went kind of nuts, and he was, like, oh, living in him? a bunker. Is that him? him? I think that's <laughs> I him. I think you might be right. I think it is him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved Six Feet Under. Oh, me too. Great show. Also, Jenny, our buddy, your shop teacher, Dom Balak... <laughs> He got an update, or an upgrade. He is now the executive story consultant. Oh, God. Did you see this? No, I didn't notice that. I just saw it written by, directed by Michael Landon. Um, I do have a show recommendation that I forgot about. Oh, okay. I have I have an Instagram recommendation. Go ahead. Station Eleven. Timmy and I are going to start so that tonight. So good. Is it's it so, so good? good? It's so good. You finished Goliath. I finished. Did you like the end of it? I did. It's so good, right? I didn't love it as much. I have an Instagram recommendation. Okay. Is it I better be it a dog? You. No, I sent it to you, Jenny. You know what I'm talking about. No. Okay. So the Instagram recommendation is Titanic Guy. Oh, you sent it to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> this Guys. is like Amy's new thing. <laughs> He's so great. He has videos about historical facts about the Titanic. And then he has just like crazy things. Yes, I'm all into him. Yeah. He has like 20,000 followers, so I'm not the only one. The Titanic guy. You could have made this Instagram. I really could have. I really could have. All right, guys. So let's let's start here. We open on Almanzo hanging out in a dust field with some rando, Mr. Gray. <laughs> Mr. Gray wants to sell Almanzo this land, but he needs $1,000 more. So Almanzo agrees to farm the land for him and pay him the money. This is and a one, shitty deal. It's a shitty deal. So Almanzo agrees to just anything, Jen. Well, the deal is that he farms the land, pays him back. Instead of paying him back with interest, which would be a normal deal, mm-hmm. like a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this would happen with those. It's your typical Gen X all or nothing. Yeah, like they're just going to take like, the land back. Like pay him back or you take the, we take the land. <laughs> Where I feel like, okay, yeah, you could get your house take, re- repossessed, but like... It would take a while. Like, you'd have some time. You'd have some options. Yeah. You'd have some time. Yep. Yep. They wouldn't come, like, that day. <laughs> no. Just take the house. Nope. So, Almanzo's super hopped up. Hey, everybody, it's Almanzo. <laughs> I got some dirt fields. I got and some he, dirt fields. He hops in his He buys wagon. a farm in the middle of a drought. <laughs> Baller move. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm so excited about my irrigation ditches. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy's like, look at this a-hole buying a field in the middle of a look drought. Look at Audi Duty over here. So he hops in his wagon, and he's driving what I call super scoop speed. Would you say that Almanzo bought the farm? <laughs> Oh, God, I wish. (laughs) He is driving super scoop speed to town, just yelling to Charles as he's flying by. Hey, can I come to dinner? 
Charles is like, um, that's not the proper way you ask me, but yeah, okay. So Laura's teaching in class, and Almanzo, who doesn't give a fuck about nope. her job, nope, doesn't care, walks right in and and takes her out of the classroom. Yeah, yeah, like mid lesson. This made as a teacher, this made me irate. As a person, this made me irate. Oh God! So now they get in the wagon and they whip past Charles, and he's yelling at Almanzo. He's slow like, the slow fuck down. down, dude. That's my daughter. Wait, did you get the the Willie imitating him in class? Oh my god, that was so great. That was so great. I forget what he did. Tell he grabbed it. a girl and was like pretending he was going to run out of the classroom with her. <laughs> and Eliza Jane's like, get in the corner. Eliza Jane sends him to the corner. So they arrive at the barren dust field, and Almanzo tells her, It's not decided because I wouldn't make a decision without you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who believes that? Raise are, your hand if you, you believe that. You kind of already did. You bought this land. Raise your hand if you believe he no, wouldn't make a decision without you. Not for Lord. a second. Guys, no one's raising their hand. (laughs) But this is their land and this will be their home. And Laura's like, our home, our home. And she runs to him and they embrace. Can I just discuss that? I just bought a house last year. Mm -hmm. And like the energy that this dude has and he's so excited. I'm like, I was so broken down by that experience (laughs) that like I could barely lift a pen to sign the papers. I was so demoralized and broken down by the Um, experience. Bitch, I built a house. <laughs> self-built it. I didn't think I was going to survive. So, Amy, yeah. Amy was no, up Timmy there. Timmy self-built it. Timmy did. You did it. Yes. You weren't up there like hammering sheet rock up. Um, who do you think was like, oh, I have a $15,000 limit on this credit card. Let me borrow fourteen nine 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 and then try to pay it off. <laughs> I did all the financing because we didn't take out a construction loan. Well, and that's the part that's super stressful. <sighs> it was super stressful. And I just had to keep reassuring Timmy, don't worry, don't worry. about me, Max, and all these credit cards. <laughs> out. It'll, It'll be, be fine. fine. Just keep building stuff. Now, Jenny, I have a note here that Melissa Gilbert was born in 1964, and she's 16 at this point. Okay. I thought to myself, who are some actors that were born in 1962, which would be 18 and more age appropriate to play Manly? Oh, Okay. So here are some other actors born in 1962 that would have been 18 at this time. Matthew Broderick. Oh. Andrew McCarthy. Oh, Andrew McCarthy would have been good. Mm Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. But they were, like, doing good movies (laughs) at this time also. So would they have done Little House? (laughs) Like, do you go from Better Off Dead to Little House? Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Ray Fiennes wasn't really doing anything yet. No, like Tom, yeah. Tom Cruise. No. That, come on. <laughs> Melissa Gilbert's taller than him. My man, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> he could have jumped in there. <laughs> he was a rock superstar. He's going to play Almanzo on Little House. <laughs> well, here's the best one. Are you ready? Axl Rose. <laughs> Axl Rose wasn't a star yet. Guys, I want to see the Little House remake. Axl <laughs> Axl Rose plays Manly. Is Slash right. going to come back as Mr. Edward? <laughs> All right. So that night at the Ingalls, Manly is sitting in Carolyn's rocking chair. Did you get that? With Laura on his lap? What the no, fuck I didn't is notice this? that. Charles is looking over the contract for the land and thinks it's a good deal, but has some mild concerns like he always usually does. Laura's like, how are you going to work the land, work the feed and seed, Work at Eliza Jane's and still be here to creep on me full time. And Manly's like, I'm a capitalist. It's fine. 
Manly's like, I hired someone. Like, I thought he didn't have money. Now he's hiring someone? I don't, yeah, I don't understand this. Now he's paying so he's, a salary. He's hiring a dude named Harv Miller, a jokester he met in Sleepy Eye. And he'll come and he'll help out because he wanted to get the fuck out of the city. Okay. So Almanzo's all happy about this and Charles is like, let's go have a talk outside. Once <laughs> they leave... Carolyn's asking Laura, like, how do you feel about that? And she's excited. And she says, in six months, I'll be Laura Ingalls Wilder. And Carolyn says, you told me a long time ago you knew you always would be. Then Laura gets all pensive and reveals she's upset because she won't be able to teach. Jen? Why can't you teach? All right. So at school the next day, Willie's in the corner. Eliza Jane is finishing up some work. When Harv comes in, and it's James Cromwell, like we Mm -hmm. said, Cromwell. He's so relieved to be out of the city. And he's cute. Don't you think he's cute? Like, he's a good match for Eliza Jane. Yeah, I feel like they would be a good match. Mm-hmm. She's so weird, though. I know. She's just, like, she's... She, it's the character. Like... Right. She just acts so strange. Because, like, if she acted normal, like, she'd be fine. Yeah. What's her name? Like, Flipsy Dipsy or something? Her name is real weird. It's something weird, yeah. Yeah. But it's how so, she's... Pl- like, it's it's how the character's written. Mm-hmm. He's relieved to be out of the city and here with his very good friend who he knows so well, Al Manzo. <laughs> Can we talk about how you misspell Almanzo all the time in our descriptions? I, and I do all it? the time, guys. I'm so sorry. I suck. So he's been sent here to the school to drive Eliza Jane home. Uh, he's ta- They're talking about Willie when they're leaving, and he's, like, pretty insightful. And he's like, being the class clown is just a good way to get attention. Like, he knows what's up. Yeah, he knows what Willie's doing. Mm-hmm. So they're driving home, and they're laughing, and they get home, and he tells Eliza Jane, I could bring you home every day. And she's like, that'd be great, but since we're going to be together every day, we should know each other's first names. It's I'm, weird. I'm like, this is, they call, call me by my name, and then I want to make a movie <laughs> recommendation. Call me by your name. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, it's so good. It's like filmed in the Italian, the North, uh, Tuscany of of Italy. It's amazing. Okay. It was a book. It's really good. Okay. Later that night, Elmanzo is sleeping by the fire and Eliza Jane wakes him up and she's like, what do you think of Harv? And can, we, can we discuss how nice her house is? What's the deal there? Why is their house so fancy? Maybe because they're two-person income? But how much is she making teaching? Like, they have like a like house they, like the Olsons. But they both have jobs and no kids. Oh, so they're dinks? <laughs> You know the ding story. <laughs> Double income, no children. <laughs> so she 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 talks to Amanzo about how she's calling him Harve, and he calls her Eliza Jane, and she's like getting all boned up over this. Like don't she is super be, into it. Don't they have to be engaged before they use for before they <laughs> use given names? She explains to him, and this is kind of interesting. It's they like an identity thing. They call me Chris. She's song? like, nobody calls me Eliza Jane. Think about it. Everyone calls me no. Miss Wilder. The entire town calls me Miss Wilder. You're the only one who doesn't, and you call me sis. Okay, I have and a note like, here. Oh my God. I have a note here. Rain chaos on this part of it because it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is she talking about? But wait, Jenny, you want to talk boring. Are you ready? She then writes in her journal, and she says out loud, <sighs> I'm like, if she does Dear Diary, I'm going to throw up all over the place. She did Dear Diary. Can we discuss Dear Diary. She's a 12-year-old, 40-year-old, first of all. <laughs> right? Like, she has this weird stunted growth. She's a growth. 12-year-old spinster. 
<laughs> it's super weird. And mm -hmm. I want to discuss that you need to write one of two things. I'll give you choice a choice. You need okay. to you need to write the entry in Eliza Jane's diary. Mm-hmm. Or you need to write Eliza Jane's um profile on match.com. <laughs> Cause you know she'd be on match.com because that's like some weird like I could probably write the journal entry better because I've never been on dating apps. Like, she's not going to be on, like, Tinder. She's going to be on Match.com. Oh, Eliza Jane on Tinder would be something. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, here's what she says. Dear Diary, I'm not going to write about school today. What? She's 12. What? You this come is what a 12-year-old would school? write. Oh, my God. What else is she doing? That's true. People are so fucking bored. But oh I feel God. like we, yeah, you should write the Tinder profile. I'll, I'll, I'll mock it up. I'll mock it up. Speaking of bored, do you want to hear what dad's doing? Oh, God. What? Timmy and I show up yesterday. He's got his bathroom, which had like. Oh, he ripped his tile off his wall. Decorative tile up on his walls. <laughs> ripped off, right? Yeah, I heard about this. And there's all this kind of, Timmy called it some kind of glue mm -hmm. that's there. Dad was going to scrape the glue off and just paint the wall. And Timmy's like. <laughs> no <laughs> no 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 so now we got him he's putting wainscoting up jen oh so maybe he needs to go listen yeah. to your index card he's gonna put that up and you know we're just kind of like i'm like okay dad we'll see how this works out and then timmy yells at me on the way home he's like why are you undermining your dad why don't you think he can do this because mm, we and grew I'm up like, amongst his projects i'm like i don't doubt my father's ability I doubt his patience. I doubt his patience. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He can do it totally. 100%. Yep. But will he, will he do it is the question. <laughs> he will get annoyed yep. and he will immediately do something weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we will see, guys. I will share pictures of what this bathroom's going to look well, like. Well, <laughs> I mean, he just, he slowly but surely, he's starting to rip apart every piece of his house. And we knew this yeah. would happen in his retirement. Yeah, and Timmy's like, maybe I should just do it for him. I'm like, he seems to want to do this. Yeah, I think he just wants something to do. Let him do it. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, I go over, and he's got just two tire tracks shoveled from the garage, just enough to put his wheels in to get out of the garage, did not shovel anything else. Does he have a snowblower? No. Oh, that might be a good gift for him. Maybe. Nobody hates shoveling snow more than Dad. <sighs> I know. Okay. So keep an eye got keep an eye out, guys, in the Mimi Bees for our progress <laughs> shots on this. <laughs> All right, so now we see Laura and Eliza Jane at school, and Eliza Jane asks Laura's advice uh. about getting the attention of a man. <laughs> she is sixteen. This is so weird. It's like all oh, the weird sister in law thing now. Jenny, it would be like you going and asking my kids love advice. Oh my god! So she reveals she's. Guys, total virgin, right? Like, we can get like, that. Like, hasn't danced with a man, except hasn't for Albert. Hasn't even... When I say virgin, I don't just mean sexually. She's never even touched a man. She's only danced with Albert. Well, and she doesn't know how to progress this relationship. So that's what no. she's asking, mm -hmm. Laura. And and I thought it was days, but then she reveals it's been a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Laura's like, well, I can tell you how to attract a creep. Laura's like, Laura's funny, though, because she's like... Well, what did you do with your other bows? I know. I Laura. know. Then Eliza Jean's like, why am I so fucking weird? And Laura tells her, maybe you're shy. Like, sometimes shyness comes off as awkwardness. And Eliza Jean's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Let's go with that. I'm just shy. Well, and I'm like, Laura's a sage. But then I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. She just said, force yourself to not be shy. 
That's not sage advice. So then Laura tells her, invite him to dinner and we'll see what's up. Okay. Harv shows up and Eliza Jane asks him if he's shy and he's like, me? No. Like, I'm Harv the jokester, dude. Have you met right. me? But it kind of is revealed later that, like, he's shy around women. He's awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... She doesn't talk all the way home. At home, he's trying to figure out, like, what's up with your mood? We didn't even talk about your students. What? Well, and, and like, <laughs> Eliza, instead, of just, instead of just asking him to dinner, mm-hmm. Eliza Jane asks him if he's shy and does some kind of weird mind fuck on herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eliza Jane finally bites the bullet, and she invites him to supper, and he agrees. Then she's all hot and bothered by this, runs in the house for an emergency journaling session. <laughs> Well, I feel like a man in this day and age would just be like, do you want to get married? Yeah. Like, let's yeah. just get married. Like, you're single, I'm single. Like, let's just yep. we get along. Let's just, let's just do get this married. thing. Mm-hmm. The next day, we see Laura running to Nellie's restaurant. She barges in and Harriet yells at her because Nellie is sick. And Harriet's trying to, like, help her keep food down. Jen, it looked like they were eating capoletti soup. Mm, probably not, but okay. Remember capoletti soup? Mm, I love capoletti soup. I know you do. Laura has a letter. She's been awarded a teaching position at Radnor. She brings this to Carolyn. Carolyn's reading it. And she was chosen above several applicants. And Carolyn is so proud. But then she's like, you're not taking it, right? Like, you can't. (sighs) Laura's like, I know. I just wanted to know somebody wanted me. Unbelievable. Yep. She runs out. I knew this episode would set you in a tailspin. Unbelievable. She runs out, and Harriet spends quite a bit of time bashing Jewish food and comparing it to cannibalism. I cannot believe that they have an anti-Semitic character on here. It is 1980. I know. Are you kidding me? I know. Like, this is not okay. It's not even okay in the, like, in the sense that you're foiling it with Nellie. That doesn't Mm -mm. matter. It's, they should not have this. This is really, really bad. Really, really bad. And as we've seen and talked about... This is a constant on this show. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, like, you can't, you should, like, because there are going to be some people who think because she's saying it, it's okay. That's why you can't have it, even though yeah. Nellie's, like, arguing against it. And she's, like, she's not even really, I mean, she's not for it. Nellie's obviously not for it. But she's not making, like, a, she's, she doesn't shut it down, which is what no. she should do. She's not, like, um, that's terrible. Don't talk that way. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No. So now Laura heads over to Manly and shows him the... Can I just say how angry I am about this? Because, like, she gets a teaching position, but fuck her. She has to go home and incubate children. Like, this is what her job is. Hey, everybody. No wife of mine's going to (laughs) work. You motherfucker. God, I hate him. So Laura heads over to Manly. She shows him the acceptance letter. And he's like, why the fuck did you apply to this? This doesn't make sense. Maybe because you're making negative $25,000 in Manly. What? You don't think I can provide? No. What? What? Oh, God. He's made negative $25,000 today. She points out, like, my mom works. And he's like, well, it might be okay with your progressive hot paw, but it's not okay with me. Okay? Actually, you understand? He made negative 1000 which in today's dollars is $25,000. <laughs> they ride home and she throws her letter in the dirt. Uh, I don't know why she has the litter. At Doc what? Baker's, Harriet is reading Grey's Anatomy. I have an index card. <laughs> what book is Harriet railing against? <laughs> It's not a picture book of the television show Grey's Anatomy, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not like a coffee table book about that show? No. 
No. The coffee table book with, that turns into a coffee table. <laughs> Still one of my favorite all time. Is that Kramer? Episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Harriet's Reeling Against Grey's Anatomy. Mm. It is a reference book of human anatomy written by Henry Gray and illustrated by Henry. Lots of Henrys in these days. Mm -hmm. This is in Great Britain. Henry Van Dyke Carter. It is in its 42nd edition is often considered the doctor's Bible. In 1855, Gray approached his colleague Carter with an idea to produce an inexpensive and accessible anatomy textbook for medical students. So, like, I guess at this time, like, you had only, like, only libraries had these things. Like, they were extremely expensive to make. I mean, they just weren't hanging around Why do I feel like, is there some connection between this book and the art world? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I feel like, Jen, I feel like it's art adjacent. It's art adjacent. (laughs) Not to be confused with cheeseburger adjacent. (laughs) Which, again, I wish I was right now. (laughs) <laughs> I had a cheeseburger last night, but that's not cheeseburger adjacent, right? right. Like, well, because right. I'm actually eating the cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. If I had like ordered a chicken sandwich and you were and in, I was a, in a burger place, shop. yeah, that's cheeseburger adjacent. Correct. Just to be clear, <laughs> did uh, did you tell everyone about our T-shirt and sticker? No, our not cheeseburger yet. adjacent. No, not yet. Yep, is that should... is that for real in the? Yeah, it's in the store. Okay, so guys, Jenny did a cheeseburger adjacent shirt in the in the store because she was bored one day. I like you have to understand. I used to have a job in licensing design where I would just design things that went on products that like like paper plates, wrapping paper. So I just like do that kind of stuff, and I like doing that kind of stuff. So I just make shit and put it in our store and never even tell anyone, even okay. Amy, about it. Okay, because <laughs> so there's like, a water bottle too, right? Yes, there's a greatest hits water bottle that has all these like little sticker images, like. Fred and Creek Justice. Mm. It has cheeseburger adjacent. It has what would <laughs> Carl's Jr. do? Okay. And so, our logo. Guys, check out the merch shop. Yeah, just check it out randomly because I'm just always throwing shit in there. Check out the merch shop because we need the 25 cents we make off everything. <laughs> we, we make almost like no money off that stuff, but it's just fun to make. I it's like fun it. to make, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, okay, so this is a medical te- textbook. They were dissecting... They were... Oh, okay. Dissecting unclaimed bodies from workhouse and hospital mortuaries through the Anatomy Act of 1832. Mm. Wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive on mm. that, but didn't have time. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like, a little scary. Like? <laughs> the two worked for 18 months on what would be the basis of the book. So, like, they went like Da Vinci That's on this. really interesting. The first edition was published in 1858, and an American edition was published in 1859. Let me guess. We had to not show genitals in our Oh, edition. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, this is also a book that is heavily used in our school. So I have, I actually, I think I still have a version of this. I think it's at my house, not my studio. Yeah, I thought so. Like, I, I feel have, like. Draw, I had a version of this. I feel like it helps you draw hands and different. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it shows like the bone structure. Then it shows the muscle structure. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, the circulatory an artist doesn't really care about. Um, and then the skin layer. So it shows all the different layers. See, Jenny, I grew up artist adjacent. Yeah, artist I, I Amy was, in, was artist adjacent. I was in the house with two artists, so I remember Amy. seeing this book. Amy was artist adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, cult, and cultural, some cultural influences. We all know about Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. the show Which that was your clever. kids are. Your kids are obsessed with this show. My kids are obsessed with it, but the titling of that show was very clever. Yeah, that's that's yeah. funny. Okay, yeah, they changed the a the to spelling. A. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh. I guess so. They they. I don't know. They didn't they want to pay royalties. Yeah, they didn't want to blatantly rip it off. <laughs> in 1998, Star Trek Voyager episode "Message in a Bottle," the new <laughs> emergency medical hologram. So the doctor in Voyager was a hologram, like mm-hmm. it was like a, a basically a service that you just like he appeared when you were sick. I, I'm sure it was you had to like ask for him to appear because sure. privacy laws. Sure. But like he disappeared, and when he first comes online, he's. Reading from Grey's Anatomy, starting with the di- the description of a cell, which is like the beginning of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, you would have to summon him, not like um, Little House when your boss shows up at your medical exam. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, we also, obviously, we know about the Little House reference. There's a ton of, there's a ton of like weird little references, but um, Basquiat, do you know the painter? Mm-hmm. Basquiat? Yep. His work is inspired by this book. Do you know Why? Why? Because it was read to him many times as a child. Oh. This explains so much about his work. Wow, people were really (laughs) bored. Especially when he was recovering from an accident he suffered. So, like, it makes sense, like, if you see his work. I was thinking... That he was read medical anatomy books as a kid. I was thinking about this. Can you imagine how many families... Just sat around and read each other the Bible because that was That's like what the they most did. widely. We, we've avail- talked about right. this. That was the most widely available book at the time. So like they just <sighs> sat around and read the Bible. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. All okay, right. Well, you're done. thank you, Jenny. Yeah. Okay. 
Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break and let you know about another podcast we've been digging. Hi, I'm Carrie Ipema. I'm Quinlan Foster. And we have a podcast called Truly. Darkly. Creepily. We think you're going to love it. We think you're really going to. If you don't love it, you'll like it a lot. If, and if you don't like it, you'll hate it. But what did you lose, really? What, an hour? You're doing dishes. Relax. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. But don't relax too much. You, those dishes do need to get they done. They do need to be done. If it's true, if it's dark, if it's creepy, we talk about it. It qualifies. If we talk cults. We talk heists. We talk paranormal. Kidnappings. Aliens. Ghosts. And murders. Serial killer. You know, the typical fare. More importantly, we have fun. If you want to have fun, come on down. If it's free. What it's are you very losing? casual. <laughs> Wear whatever you want. Show up whenever you want. Hey, no shirt, no shoes. Yes, podcast. So listen to Truly Darkly Creeply wherever you download podcasts. All right, Jen. So Harriet is reading Grey's Anatomy, and she's appalled by it. And he says, well, that was a medical book that was on my desk. Because yeah. she calls it his reading material. Yeah, yep. She's like, that book should be kept under lock and key. Oh and Harriet then says she's discouraging Willie from going into the medical field. And Doc Baker says that's probably <laughs> best for all concerned. <laughs> no worries there. No problem there. He tells her Nellie's getting dressed. Harriet assumes she's dying. Nope, she's pregnant. <laughs> Harriet passes out. At the Wilders, Harv and Almanzo are laughing hysterical and, and Eliza Jane is getting annoyed. Why didn't she send Almanzo packing for the night? I don't know. Like, maybe send him she over to Laura's. Maybe she needed the buffer for the first time. Okay. Okay. She had to know it was going to go this way. So she offers to walk him out, and she does the uh, the classic she's all that slash Miss Beetle move and leaves her glasses behind. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Eliza Jane can't see anything she without She can't see them. shit. So he's telling a story, and she's like, people would notice you if you didn't act crazy all the time. And he's like, that's really nice. Then he looks at her, and he's like, you look so different. You look so hot. Oh, oh, your glasses are off. Right. This is like the Mary thing. And he's like, you have such pretty eyes. And she invites him to dinner on Sunday, and he agrees. So she runs back to the house, and she tells Almanzo, you need to get the fuck out of here on Sunday, dude. Go have dinner at Laura's. And, and then she and Almanzo's not picking up what she's throwing down though. He's not getting it. And then again, she goes all Lady Chatterley. Is it Chatterley? Wait, hold on. Lady Chatterley. Yeah, Lady Chatterley. Ladies, Ch- Lady Chatterley's lover. Yeah. So she goes all Lady Chatterley and uh, writes in her journal again. God only knows what's in that journal now. God only knows the filthy things she wants to do to Harv Miller that are in that journal. That's what I mean. You got to write a couple pages of that journal. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll make time for that. Because like, you know she's writing about, I don't know, knitting a sweater. <laughs> for his hot bond. <laughs> you don't think she's writing about, like, piss play or anything? No. No. Safe words? No. All right, at the Ingalls, Albert tells the parents, Laura's crying again. Oh, wait. Albert comes downstairs from a dead sleep and says, Laura's <laughs> oh, crying again. Go. I feel seen. Because <laughs> this was our life every friggin' night. I would be asleep. I'd be woken up by Amy's crying. And then I'd have to go out and I like, was crying. Amy's crying. I was crying about again. a social issue in the world, probably. And I would walk out and I'd be like, Amy's crying again. And mom and dad were like, oh, like everyone kind of had the same. <laughs> like, hey guys, me again. Amy's crying again. Like, it's here's not, our drill. Not my fault. I was the empath in a family of ice cold... 
<laughs> thinkers. <laughs> We're just normal people. <laughs> okay, so Laura's crying, and Albert says he was just joking with her that once she gets married, he's free to have the loft to himself. And she just started sobbing, and Carolyn's like, I got this. <laughs> and Charles tells Albert, joke's on you, dude. Carrie's going to be joining you in the loft. <laughs> I know. That was baller. <laughs> now, Jen, I have things that are worse than sharing a room with Carrie. There's not many. I sharing came up a room with, with a boa constrictor? I came up with four. Being too close to Chernobyl when the reactor melted down. <laughs> <laughs> Matching with Ted Bundy on Tinder. <laughs> Paul McCartney and gender okay. reveal parties. <laughs> Paul McCartney? Why, why do you hate Paul McCartney so much? You'd rather share a room with Carrie than, like, hang out with Paul McCartney? Yeah. Or go to wow. a gender reveal party. I or mean, go to a gender, gender reveal, reveal party, party with Paul McCartney. <laughs> All right. So, in the loft, Carolyn is brushing Laura's hair, and she talks about the day she mar- married Charles. I have how, so many problems with this conversation. How she gave up her entire identity as a woman and a teacher. But then do you know what then you notice what she does though? Yeah, I shouldn't oh, say I know. she. I should I say know. Michael Landon, because he know. wrote this. Yep. Carolyn says she could not teach or live with your pa I could not teach and live with your pa. It just wasn't possible. No, it wasn't possible because you were married. She says, I doubt he would have let me anyway. Then she says, Oh God, I just want to <laughs> don't even want to say these words. I know. I was like going to punch the wall. She's like, it's one of the hardest things to get used to. Your life is just not your own anymore. Even the men folk. Nope. Nope. False equivalency. False there equivalency. There are places your pa would have loved to see, I'm sure. You're telling me. Nope. That pa couldn't be like, I have to fuck out of here to yeah. California. Yeah, he totally could. He, he totally could. Totally Anytime he wanted could. to. The only thing that might have been stopping them is money. Right. Which, not her fault. Not her fault. But he had every right to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Mm-hmm. If he wanted mm-hmm. to go see the Pacific Ocean, he could have been like, hey. The Pacific a- Ocean? Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Did I say specific? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, he could have been like, Edwards, get in the wagon. We're going to the Pacific mm-hmm. Ocean. And mm-hmm. do you think Carolyn could have stopped him? No. 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 So she says, I would not have changed a thing because then there would not be a Mary, a Carrie. And you could see Laura like, wait a second here. This sounds really great. No Mary, no Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) Then Carolyn reminds her that mothers are teachers, cooks, dressmakers. And I would add, mothers are now college advisors, love advice columnists. What else are we? (laughs) Is this what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, you're going to be a teacher whether you like it or not. That's gross. It's just, she sets this false equivalency, like, yeah, all parents sacrifice. First of all, in this day and age, that was not true. Mm-mm. Like, women sacrifice far more than men did. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. brainwashes Laura into thinking this is totally fine and normal. Yeah. I, I mean, wonder, it was normalized at that time. Sure. I wonder if Karen Grassley was like, oh, I got to drop in my mouth a little bit. I mean, this just goes down to Michael Landon wrote this, and if there was any pushback on I'm sure it fell on deaf ears. <laughs> All right, so now we're at church, Jen, and Rev announces that Nellie's pregnant, like you do, to the whole congregation. We haven't seen Rev in a hot minute. There he is. (laughs) I just wrote, is this appropriate that he's sharing Nellie's medical information with the whole church? Well, she must have told him to make the announcement, I'm assuming. why do we give a fuck? Well, because I do like how he delivered it, though. 
Yeah, he Harriet says, Olsen's gonna be a grandmother. <laughs> yep, and Harriet passes out. Oh, that's just so stupid. After church, Charles and Manley are walking to the wagon, and Almanzo announces he's going to check the irrigation ditches. I'm gonna go check my irrigation ditches. No, it's Ooh, party I'm go on. Check this my is the rest of your life. Ditches. Welcome Woo! to the rest of your life. Laura tells him, "You go ahead. I'll make dinner, and it'll be ready in two hours." And he's like, "See what I mean, sir? Not even married, and she's giving me orders." Oh, boy. Hey, howdy doody. Fuck off. She's cooking you dinner. God, son of a bitch. At the Wilders, Eliza, Jane, and Harv are being super awkward with one another. Oh my God, they're so awkward. Then there's a 10-minute conversation about lemonade. Well, because she asks him a thousand questions about the lemonade. And like he's just kind of like, what the fuck? Jenny, I just had a realization. You could take a scene of him and Ruth from Six Feet Under and lay it over the top of this... There's not much difference. Yeah, you're right. She you're has right. an Eliza Jane vibe to her. Yeah, she kind of does. I mean, she's great. She's badass. Mm-hmm. But she has a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So after the lemonade, he admits it's hard for him to talk to women. <laughs> well, the weird part of this whole thing is, like, they were f- talking just fine for weeks. Mm-hmm. On the ride home. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't they just do that now? It sounds like they were shit-talking Willie for weeks. So yeah, just start doing Willie. Yeah. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Willie. <laughs> Willie's going to grow up and own that fucking town. I know. hmm So now she puts on a record and they dance. And apparently Eliza Jane's like an amazing dancer and has taken a bunch of dancing classes. Okay, well, there, there you're dancing with a partner. So don't say you've never danced with a man. She danced with Albert. Oh, God, that was weird. But, like, I felt like this was exactly the wrong thing. Like, he feels completely awkward. Like, she's not putting him at ease. No. She's making no. him feel more awkward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, at the Ingalls, Almanzo bursts in. Hey, everybody, it's Manly, and I'm super pissed off about my irrigation ditches. <laughs> Can we discuss that? He goes, he goes crying to Charles. This guy I, dams his river. I have a theory. I think Charles has become his ride or die. Uh, come on. I think Charles reluctantly takes care of this dude because he's marrying his daughter. <laughs> like, Charles wouldn't choose this. <laughs> this is not a natural ride-or-die relationship. This is, uh, a, I have to watch out for this idiot. <laughs> so, Almanzo says... Big man, manly, manly man runs the, to Charles and cries. Wait, the man who sold him the land is Mr. Gray. Is it Mr. Gray from Gray's Anatomy? <laughs> oh, God. They just couldn't come up with another name. Hey, go smoke this clay pipe. Let's name this character Clay. Oh, God. I hope they're not really doing this. Laura needs to go fishing with this rando. Let's name him Trout. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So he says the guy dammed up the stream and the ditches are dry and there's a dude keeping watch and chased him off the land with the shotgun. Charles is like, let's roll over there. Yeah, because, of course, Manly doesn't just go over there and deal with it. So Carolyn's like, be careful. I don't like shotgun talk. She doesn't want to clean that wing sauce off, Charles. <laughs> so they get to Mr. Gray's, and Mr. Gray's like, look, it's my stream. I have the right to dam it up. Your ditches were pulling too much water. This is such a conflict of interest. Charles tries to reason with the douchebag, but Mr. Gray don't give a fuck. Charles knows this drill. And he offers Almanzo 100 bucks to buy the land back. Now, keep in mind, Almanzo has done all the work on this yeah. land. Yep. So Almanzo gets all hot and goes at him, but Charles stops him, and they walk outside, and he's like, you just got to chill out. And then he goes, Charles goes, 
Let me go back in. I forgot to ask. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he said that, I'm like, he's going to punch him. This is so fucking hot, guys. <laughs> All you Charles heads like me, go watch this scene. This Charles is... loves a good knuckle sandwich. Mm-hmm. Charles goes in. He's like, dude, I'm sorry for my son-in-law. You know how kids are. Like, But he's planning on building a house for my daughter and living on the land for the rest of their lives. Like, You can't blame him for being upset, can you? And Mr. Gray's like, this is business. And Charles' like, I know, I know. But he's just a boy and he's ornery and hot headed. And you know who he reminds me of? His father in law. And he punches him <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> oh my God. And you know when he'll sell you that crap for 100 bucks? When hell freezes over. <laughs> that was good. That was and good. I just wrote, this is really hot. And that's the end of the episode. It's, well, they just chop it because there's a second half. So there will be a part two. So I'm dying to know what happens in part two. I just don't remember a lot of this. Mm-mm, I don't remember this one. Um. All right, Jenny. So whose fault is this? This is Manly's fault. Hey, everybody. It's my fault. He, made, he just made a shitty deal and he won't let Laura work. Like, he's just being shitty. Well, and when Laura's making the case to work, she's like, look, it could come in handy someday. Yes. And it's not like they had, like, the real-life Laura Wilder did quit her job once she got married. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they had ten kids. Didn't they just have one? They had one. Yep. So why couldn't she work? Well, and I feel like if you don't want them to work when the kids are babies, fine. But, like, as soon as the kid goes to school, kids can be in the school room with you if you're the teacher. Yeah. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I agree with you. It's Manly's fault. I feel like it's Mr. Gray's fault. I feel I don't know. And then there's the whole Harriet thing. I hate her. Yeah, whatever. Oh, that was bad. That Plenty was of people to hate in this one. All right, Jenny. So at the end of every episode, we look for a theme or a lesson or something we took from the rewatch or the original viewing. We talk about how it impacted us and what we took from it. We call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? This is why... Women of our generation develops crippling guilt around being working mothers. Mm. It's fucking hard. Because they made it seem like that's the wrong thing to do. Well, let me say a few things about I this. I mean, I'm saying this as a non-mother, mm-hmm. but I see this all the time. People that are talking about, like, you can just tell them by the way they talk about it that they feel guilty about having a career. They do. Um, so I you went through home. this. Yeah, I, I quit my job after six weeks of going back after having my kids. The problem is we don't have a social safety net that yeah. is designed to help parents. And we don't have we don't have childcare. Right. Like the the best of both worlds would be, you know, a year maternity leave. Which a lot of companies have very generous maternity leave plans. I had twelve weeks. Corporate and they America. also have they also have a lot of time for the father to take baby bonding time. Yeah, paternity leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I feel like because of that, and we just don't have any options. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of parents who get six weeks, eight weeks. Could you Crazy. imagine? And have to go back to work. And they're putting that kid in daycare at eight weeks old because they have amazing. no choice. Yeah. It's really, I, I mean, I just... I want to move to Switzerland. Well, we make it. We make <laughs> it impossible. No, what's the super Sweden? progressive Sweden? We we make it impossible to afford to stay home, and we make yep. it impossible to go back to work. Yep. <laughs> so yep. like we just make it impossible on parents in yep. this country. And then don't get me started on all those people in that income bracket out there voting against their yep. their own interests. Yep. <laughs> well, and 
like all this has been lame error in the in the pandemic. COVID mm-hmm. pandemic, right? Like we, we, this has been really hard on parents. Yeah, it really has been. <laughs> like, I, I'm yeah. one of the lucky ones. Your kids are older. My kids are older. Yeah. I was able to keep my job mm-hmm. and yep. do it remotely. Believe me, I know how lucky I am. There Could are. Could you imagine if they were six? No. And can you imagine if I had a job that, like, mom had that I just couldn't do remotely? Yeah. What would I do? Would I just go to work and leave my kids home all day to do school at six years old? No, you can't do that. So, so many mothers have been forced to quit their jobs. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. I can't even. I could go on for two hours but about for, this. for a country that touts family values so yep. front and center all the time, they yep. don't support families. They no. just don't. No. And for a country that, you know... I just feel like we're supposed to take care of our children and we just don't. Nope. Yep. Nope. All right, Jenny. uh, What do we have coming up next? Well, next is part two of this. Yeah, part two. Tell me what happens. Tell me what happens. Almanzo's dreams of building a home do not go as planned, forcing him to pro- postpone the wedding until he get back on his feet. Okay. Hey, everyone. Let, I'm a failure. Why don't you just let Laura <laughs> handle this? Why don't you just let Laura work? Laura suggests an idea for them to earn some money, but ultimately drives away in their relationship. Because Laura's probably like, I'll do this. I got this. Laura's probably like, let me fucking teach, dude. We don't have no. kids yet. We're not yeah. even married. Yep. Oh, is there some contract she has to sign where she has to quit her job day one of marriage? It's called a marriage contract. Like, why don't you just work until you have a kid? She's not married yet, so she can. She can. Okay, so Jenny, my why is this is why it's good to have Charles Ingalls on your side. Because here's what's going to happen next. Charles is going to totally take control of this. He's already beat up Mr. Gray. <laughs> he's going to go dig those fucking irrig- irrigation ditches himself. Well, they're already dug. It's the river being dammed. That's he's, the problem. He's going to rip that dam down. He's going to get that water down there. He's just going to take over those crops. Like, in a world where you need a problem solved, he's the guy you want solving it. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where beavers are damming a river near you? You know, Timmy, oh, yeah, that's on, happening yes. to you. That's, hap- that's a nightmare. Guys, we have like a three or four acre pond on our property, and Timmy is in a literal war with some beavers. <laughs> that's a nightmare. That's who a nightmare. keep damming it. And the fu- fucked up thing is, same situation, they're damming it up off our property. <laughs> so Timmy's just kind of going back there and ripping the dams apart. But like the beaver just keeps terrorizing him. They and like you can't win a damn war against you can't win a damn war against a beaver. <laughs> uh, like we it's need, a nightmare. We need, they just cause all kinds of havoc. I I'm gonna turn this over to Phil, our wildlife consultant. Please let us yes. know if you could win a damn war against a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> and not without dynamite. I'm thinking a shotgun. Well, we know Charles is a dynamite and explosives expert. That's true. Yeah. So he yeah. can handle this. He could just blow that down. He could. It's ridiculous. All right, Jenny. Um, anything else? By the time this drops, everybody will have heard Millie Vanilli. Yeah, right? Millie Vanilli is out. Yep. So um, we also did, what was the movie we did? The Last Comet? The Last Comet? No, The Night of the Comet. The Night of the Comet? The Night of the Comet. The Night Last Comet. Comet. We just made up a movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's The Last Sunday, Comet? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's The Last Comet. I'm going to watch The Last Comet tonight. Like, what's that even mean? Um, definitely check out our Golden Girls episode. That should have dropped by now. The free one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so everybody can hear that. Really enjoying watching the Golden Girls. We actually have a bunch of stuff dropping right in a row. We had a bunch of stuff just drop. So, yeah, Gen X, this was the thing, Millie Minnelli. And then, well, no, that dropped. Wait, hold on. Let me do that again. Golden Girls is dropping after this. Oh, it is? Yeah. This drops the 7th. That drops the 10th. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, I'm lying. Never mind. That's He Loves Me Part 1. Okay. Yeah, so all that stuff should have dropped. All that stuff should have dropped. And then, guys, for March, we're going to try to do Grease. Which you can buy on Amazon, I checked. <laughs> so for March, we're doing Grease on Patreon. Super excited about that. Amy's usually like, we're doing an amazing movie that you guys all want us to do. And like, and then we can't find it or get it anywhere. Well, like Mannequin was that. Mannequin, and that happened with Pump Up the Volume. <laughs> which, I guess it's a thing. Like, that's a thing. That What's people thing? can't find that movie. They're okay. real pissed about it. All right. Yeah. Because it's good. It's a good movie. Is that oh. what Christian Slater? Yes. Okay. Yes. And he's I like a, half remember it. He's like a pirate radio dude. It's really good. Makes me wish I st- I kept the copy I stole from Montage Video. Oh, that's right. In you the 90s. The, the VHS tape. Right? Yeah, guys. We just lifted that mail slot in the door of our little local place, took two sticks, lifted the movie up, pulled it out of the mail slot. Boom. <laughs> that was before... <laughs> Before cameras? closed circuit TV, security yeah. cameras, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Nice. And then we probably went over to the local convenience, stole some smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Amy is why when you go to a convenience store or like a drugstore in the city now, like even laundry detergent is behind lock and key. Like you can't, you can't take anything off a shelf. I know. I know. I'm crazy. All right. So guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.